Hi, and welcome to Everyday Conversations. Tonight, I'm going to talk about what's been going on in Afghanistan. For 20 years, we've been in that country and kept relative peace and stability. And just to watch it all unravel in a matter of months has been insane. We've had our soldiers fight, die, and what was it all for? We've spent trillions of dollars in that war. We've lost thousands of lives, not counting our own soldiers, but uh, soldiers of our allies who fought alongside us and the Afghan army who fought alongside us. And just to watch it all unravel, it's just mind boggling to me. Originally, when we got into that war, we were there for two reasons. And mind you, it wasn't our current president. It wasn't our prior president. It wasn't even the president before him. It was four presidents ago that got us involved in that war. And the original mission, I believe it was two missions. One was to get Osama bin Laden. And the second was to make sure that Afghanistan did not become a safe haven for terrorists. So we got Osama bin Laden and Crazy enough, he wasn't even in Afghanistan. We found him in Pakistan. Um, Secondly, we were supposed to secure Afghanistan and make sure that the Taliban would never control it again in order to make Afghanistan a uh, safe country for its people. But more importantly, to make sure that terrorists can never set up a network there. So for 20 years, we fought to make sure that would happen. And then we leave. We leave without a plan. We leave without any sort of direction. And the Taliban now has taken over the country. Many of you have seen the the videos on online, on uh, in the news, how people are trying to flee. Uh, Thousands of people are trying to flee cities. Hundreds of people where we're chasing a U.S. cargo plane, where some actually tried to uh, board. Uh, unfortunately, there were some who were even held on to the landing gear and fell from the sky. Um, and I heard reports that they found a person actually in the landing gear when the plane landed. Um, that's how desperate these people are to get out. And what we did was wrong. We turned our backs to these people. Now, mind you, yes, the president said that they did not put up a fight and that they had 300,000 soldiers in order to fight against the Taliban. But from what I've seen in the news and heard from experts who were there, that's just not true. Um, The Afghan army fought alongside our soldiers bravely. Um, In 20 years, I believe they lost close to 60,000 or more troops. And this has all came come down to the fact that there wasn't a proper exit strategy by our government. We kind of left these folks flat-footed. Um, the first, um, you know, the first that they, that they realized that we were leaving, they showed up to an air base and we were gone. Overnight, the commanding officer of the Afghan military didn't even know that we were leaving. 
he showed up and the base was empty. You know, how do you do that to an ally that has fought alongside you for 20 years? And, uh, you know, we did the same thing to the Kurds in, uh, in our fight in Syria uh, against ISIS. We just left them high and dry. And it's just sad, but it also, it's scary because what does this do to our credibility around the world? When something does arise and we need allies, but this is what we do. We just up and leave. And as citizens, we should be upset because our sons and daughters fought over there. And like in the beginning of the segment, when I said, what was it all for? Uh, You know, I've seen articles uh, that parents are saying that they hope that their child didn't die in vain. And I agree. I agree. You know, we've all had friends or known someone who has fought over there. uh, Hopefully who's come back. But a lot of these men and women have come back with mental uh, problems um, or uh, physical uh, issues. And, you know, again, what was it all for if it could collapse this quickly? And, you know, just none of the hard questions are being asked. Um, you know, I hear that, you know, uh, politicians are saying, well, we can't stay over there forever. And, uh, you know, what are we supposed to do? And I think that's a cop out because when you look around the world, I mean, in Germany, we've got almost 40,000 troops that have been stationed there. What, since 1945, um, we've got troops, a combined 80,000 troops in South Korea and Japan. Why? Why do we have such massive bases in those locations and they're for what reason and if we are going to have troops in those locations why couldn't we just reallocate some of those resources to afghanistan and just to ensure that the government is propped up and that if there was going to be a withdrawal that there was going to be some sort of plan in place to leave at least a small force behind to assist in the uh, transition of us leaving um, our, our larger forces uh, withdrawing from the country. But it just seems like it was just a knee-jerk reaction. It was a promise made that we were going to get our troops home, which we are all obviously happy that you know no one wants to have our troops in harm's way. But at the end of the day, the way this was done... I feel like it's going to be even worse now down the line where are our troops going to have to go back? What's going to happen to Afghanistan now? Are, are they going to be uh, a haven for terrorism? Um, or is the Taliban going to actually um, try to uh, curtail terrorism um, in Afghanistan because they don't want us to come back? Um, are they actually going to work with us? Um, but do we really want to work with them? Um, you know, these are questions that aren't being answered. You know, what is what is our plan? What is our stance? Because as of right now, um, you know, our adversaries, you know, Russia, China, they're filling that void. They're dirty in talks with the Taliban, um, trying to. Um, they haven't recognized them as an official government. But they're in talks with these people, and uh, that shows where the rest of the world is viewing this. And we, we're just 
you know, right now we're on the sidelines. And I feel like it's just, it's wrong what we did um, and how our government handled that. It was just wrong. I'm not saying that we could have stayed there forever, but there, again, there should have been a plan. And, you know, um, I've heard experts say, well, we weren't there to nation build. So what was the whole motto of winning the hearts and minds? You know, we've uh, we've heard that motto before. Anyone who's followed the news have heard military um, personnel use that term, uh, win the hearts and minds. So what were you winning the hearts and minds for if you weren't trying to nation build and, and forge a country? Um, but it seems that it was just an ill thought out plan just to withdraw our withdraw our troops and and not leave these people with any sort of uh exit strategy i mean we we left interpreters people who worked alongside of our troops who were in a thick of it these people now have targets on their backs um what about the young girls who were able to go to school people uh who were sidelined when the taliban were in charge we're now actually able to come out from the shadows, get an education. Women were able to own shops and, you know, still hold their religious values, but be a part of society. And we gave these young women hope for 20 years. We gave them hope only to do what? Turn our backs to it. And it's not right. It's not right. And I hope that it, it makes a lot of you upset where, you know, you reach out to your congressperson or your senator and call or send a letter and say, you know, what's what's being done here? Um, because, again, I'm not trying to advocate for war, but I'm trying to advocate for common sense and just doing the right thing for once. You know, uh, our track record around the world is not great. Everywhere we've gone, we've just made a mess of things. Um, you know, we go in with great intentions in the beginning, but I feel like there is no plan and it's just, it's messy. It's just messy. And, you know, you can't solve everything with just military might, but there, there has to be some sort of plan in place where you're going to build a government and for the government to be able to sustain themselves. You can't just put these people in place that you've deemed that they should be in charge because, you know, um, they were exiled, but they were educated in Oxford or Harvard or whatever. And, but they haven't been in the country in, you know, 30 years, 40 years, you know, you, you should definitely work with locals, people who've been in the thick of it, obviously bring those folks back who are highly educated but at the same time, build a coalition of folks who've been there, who've been in the thick of it, who had a, um, you know, to have a say in, in how that country should uh, come about. Um, because, you know, we've I've heard reports that, you know, the government obviously was corrupt and there are some soldiers who hadn't been paid in months. And some think that, you know, when the Taliban came, that they just switched sides or they just didn't even want to put up a fight because, you know, they hadn't been paid and, uh, you know, they weren't going to willing to sacrifice themselves or their families. Um, and again, you know, you, you can't blame them um, because 
they felt betrayed. I mean, you know, when we left and they realized that they no longer had our support, I mean, I'm sure that was a huge blow morally. And, uh, you know, the, the troops probably tried their best. But, you know, it in the end, it was just, I guess, too much. And, I mean, the president of that country, he fled. Um, and uh, still haven't heard any reports about where he's fled or what's going on. Um, the, uh, you know, but the Taliban seem to be setting up a government rather quickly. I mean, they're already holding press conferences. Uh, you saw, you saw, I saw a video of their leadership and, uh, they swear that, you know, they're gonna, um, you know, involve women in their new government. I mean, that's to be seen. Um, but where does that leave us? I mean, again, are we going to work with these folks? Um, it's just, it's just crazy to me. And, you know, again, I just keep saying it, what was it all for? And that's, and that's, that's a, that's a question I want answered, you know, by a politician. And I think that that should be the crux of it. Just blatantly see a reporter say, Hey, what was it all for? Can you please explain to the American people? What was it all for? Was it for just 20 years of a relative peace to keep the American public uh, feel as if we were safe for 20 years because uh, terrorist groups weren't able to make Afghanistan a um, a safe haven? Uh, was that the plan, just to give us a window of safety? Um, because, again, you know, what was it all for? Uh, the countless lives lost, the money spent. Because, um, again, you know, a price tag of almost $2 trillion, that's a lot of money. And... It's just, you know, again, that's that's taxpayers' dollars, lives lost, lives damaged, and it just it 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 really is um, a sad day. You know, it's a sad day not only for the people of Afghanistan, but you know, a sad day for us as the citizens um, of you know of the United States because you know. We we are a very generous people. Um, you know, every time there is a, a a natural disaster, you know, you always see how we come together. Um, no matter our differences, but when push comes to shove, we help each other out. If it's a flood, fire, um, hurricane, whatever it is, we give to each other and. You know, we get in our cars, we drive, we do what we can to help each other out. We put aside those differences and we show that same love around the world. Um, but right now, you know, what our government did just makes, I feel like makes us look bad. And, uh, and we shouldn't, you know, we should not allow that. You know, we should definitely speak up and say, hey, look, you know, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And this was wrong regardless if you agree on if we should have been there or not, but it's, it was, it's wrong. And, uh, those people definitely deserve better than what we did. And, and I hope, you know, that we hold our politicians accountable. Um, in my last podcast, you know, I talked about accountability and, uh, and that's what we really need to do. I mean, we need to hold, you know, our politicians accountable. I mean, they sent, you know, our young men and women over there, they spent our taxpayer dollars for 20 years. And, 
you know, then he should be held accountable about, you know, what was it for? Especially some of the senators who've been there forever, you know, ask them, what was it all for? You know, you should, we, we should demand answers. Um, and not just that, you know, well, it was time to come home. Um, but, you know, what is that going to do for the future? You know, it's just, it's, Things going to get worse where we're going to have to go back in and even more lives are going to be lost um, because, you know, these groups are now even more powerful. Um, and again, and how how this looks in the eyes of our allies that fought alongside of us, you know, the the British, you know, the French, um, you know, countless others um, who who fought alongside of us. I mean, their population how they're going to look and say, you know, what was this all for? I'm sure they're asking their own governments, too, that sent their young men and women over there. What was it all for? Um, there's a lot of questions to be asked. And I think that, you know, we deserve to get some answers. But um, I, I'm just I'm just so just so upset by this that I had to talk about it tonight. And, uh, you know, and I hope that a lot of you you know, look at this and, and are also, you know, outraged as well, um, because it's just, it's about suffering. And, uh, you know, aside from the fact that, yes, it was, it was, we were there in a 20 year war, but now it's about, you know, the suffering of people and, you know, what we can do to try to help. Um, I'm not going to try to sit here and say that, you know, I, I know all the answers or I'm an expert. It's, this is not what this is about. It's just about, human to human and showing compassion and just being able to to realize that how um how comfortable we are and how lucky we are to be living in this country and to have the stability and the things that we do have because many of you have you know running water or electricity internet and it just puts things in uh, in perspective where, you know, you think you're having a bad day and then you turn on the news and you see what's really going on. Um, it's, you should definitely have pause and, and think about, you know, what you can do to help. Um, if not giving, um, you know, money to an aid organization, but I think more importantly, putting pressure on our Congress people and senators and say, look, you know, we demand answers and we demand that something be done. Um I mean, I've, I've heard reports that, you know, we're trying to get translators out, but there's a form they need to fill out. And before that gets approved, they need to um, be able to get to uh, to Europe and then they need to wait to get an email. I mean, this is ridiculous. Number one, how these folks are going to even get out of the country. Number two, where are they getting this money to get out of the country and then to go to Europe and sit there for a year or more until we go through our bureaucratic tape and then we're able to get them from Europe safely into Amer- into the United States after being vetted. I mean, it's just a lot of talk. It's a lot of words. And it's just it's just nonsense. I mean, when you start laying things out like that, where, oh, all you have to do is just get on a plane and go to Europe and just hang out there for a year. I mean, it's it's the most elitist thinking. It's just so detached from reality. And that also angers me of how they try to make things seem as if, oh, anyone could do it. It's it's easy. You know, when, you know, you're sitting at home comfortable and, uh, you know, these people are trying to figure out, 
know, just how to survive. And that also just, you know, it makes me angry that it's just such a, you know, such a nonchalant um, attitude that, you know, oh, this is all they have to do to get out and, and then we'll assist them. Um, it's just very, very sad. It's very, very sad that that's the attitude that, you know, most of our politicians have taken. And again, uh, it's our duty, I think, to put pressure on our politicians to demand more, to uh, try to help these folks out and uh, and just mitigate the suffering. I mean, the suffering has already occurred, but just what can we do to try to mitigate the suffering uh, and the needless suffering of, of more? Um, but I just, you know, I just really wanted to get that across because I feel like what we did for 20 years was definitely helping, but the mess that we made in the last couple of months is definitely set us back another 20 years. So I just want to say, you know, thanks for listening and uh, I hope you guys uh, tune in again. Thank you.